Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. And it's all because of people like you that this nation will remain a great nation, a nation that is exceptional because we are exceptional people. And we're made that way by founding principles, founding principles that did overcome great disparities in our nation when we were in our infancy. But since then until now, folks, America by leaps and bounds has become a place where opportunity does in fact abound for the American citizens or we have become A place where we have overcome all of our human frailties? Of course not. And we will not overcome all of our human frailties until that which is perfect, he which is perfect, is come. And that is in my discipline, my way of thinking, and uh, Jesus Christ. And all of you know uh, out there that I'm unashamedly, unabashedly a Christian who has been given a platform by, I believe, Almighty God to say and do uh, the things that I am able to do in this nation. Also, uh, along that line, go to freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org, and become a part of a movement in uh, this country uh, that uh, is making a difference. And I got to throw in a plug for my own church, WOGM, wordofgodministries.org, WOGM.org. Go there and see uh, what, in fact, keeps uh, me fueled from week to week, day to day. It is the uh, spiritual uh, nourishment that I receive at my home, at my home church, in my church, uh, WOGM, uh, Word of God Ministries. My pastor, my pastor is pastor, senior pastor, James A. McMinnis. Hey, folks, um, uh, thank you so much for coming along with us on a daily basis as we build the bridge to conversation, the bridge to conversation in this nation. And, and I, I always tell you this. And you know this is true, that you don't have to agree with me on anything. I I never want people to agree with what uh, I am saying wholeheartedly without having a conversation with me. And, uh, and we can have conversation, but we don't have to be disagreeable on, on anything. And we certainly don't have to get angry at one another uh, as far as uh, differences of opinion is concerned. I am certainly of the opinion that uh, we will never have reconciliation between the races until we have reconciliation between diversity, <clears throat> pardon me, diversity of thought in this country. There, there are diverse opinions in this country on race, 
uh, on politics and uh, various facets of American life in this country that we only see from the prism of race, racial and race identity. We only look at it from those uh, prisms and th- those perspectives and the absolute, the uh, ab- absolute wrong way to go about solving our problems in this country are from racial perspectives without realizing that America now has become so diverse that we must look at it from uh, the differences in uh, ideas and uh, thoughts that we must share and talk about without becoming angered at each other for having such thoughts and ideas. Are you hearing me? Now, having said that, let me say this to you as we go along uh, the rest of today's show. And if you don't get the full two hours of the C.L. Bryan show, you be sure to download free the C.L. Bryan show app in your app store, in the app store. And of course, uh, onto your favorite device. Listen to the show wherever you go. All of the shows are cataloged there right on the C.L. Bryan show app. Now. You've heard me say this time and again, time and again, you've heard me say this, that in order to actually change America and the fundamental principles that has made our nation an exceptional nation, the greatest nation on the face of the planet, as I say daily, the greatest success story that the world has ever known, as I say daily, in order to change that, and I don't understand why we want to change that. We might want to change some of our and address some of our human frailties as Americans, but we shouldn't want to change the uh, blueprint for our success, which has been the Constitution of our United States that is that has helped us on a daily basis create and form uh, a more perfect union, as it is stated in the 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 opening of the Constitution of the United States. In order to change that dynamic to a place where Todd Gerald uh, said this uh, earlier as my guest in the last hour, one of my guests in the last hour, Dr. Carol Swain, was on with me as well, candidate for mayor there in Nashville, one of the preeminent minds in our country. Both of them talked about personal responsibility. And so in order to change the idea that you as an American citizen are personally responsible for the opportunities that are laid out before you in this nation to take advantage of, in order to change that to a place where uh, we become people who are thinking that somehow we are entitled to a living. We're entitled to uh, whatever government can give us. We're entitled to what someone else has worked for uh, and earned uh, and then soak them for what they have earned in order to give to those who may not have earned as much. In order to change that type of perspective in America, you don't necessarily have to rewrite uh, or change the history books. You don't have to change uh, the history books. You just need to redefine the words. Redefine what the words mean in the history books. I've said this many times on the show. I need to say it again. Because as we move forward, you must understand that there is a redefinition. 
that is going on in the American lexicon that is redefining the words that have been traditionally uh, granite-like, granite and granite-like in foundation, as far as what we can build on in this this country. And so if you redefine the words and you have a generation that is coming along that understands the words uh, family to mean something different than it meant to uh, uh, my grandparents or my parents, when family is a redefined thing, is something that's redefined, then uh, you have a different attitude toward what a family is and what the mechanisms, the, the core of family should be. So you do then reorder the way the society is actually operated because you have redefined just one word, family, and what that is and what it has traditionally been meant to be. And I know that some of us will say, well, you know, times have changed and uh, the structure of family has changed. And of course, I'm not a Neanderthal. I'm not stupid. I understand that. Yes, that that indeed has changed. There's no question that that has changed in America. But the, the, the bigger question is why did it change? Who was put in charge of that change? Who is put in charge of telling people that all women are alike or think alike? We know that's a lie. That's not true. But that's what people would like you to believe. People would like you to believe that all black folks are alike and think alike. And, hey, that's not true. There was at one time in this country uh, from 100 years more. 200 years where it was beneficial for black folks uh, to look for the same things politically out of a system that was denying them that. But now that we have come to 2019 in this country, it is important for us to understand that we're not in 1819. Okay. It's just not, that's just not real. There are many people that like for you to believe that, that we're still in 1819. And sure, we cannot uh, dismiss the uh, frailties of the past, but we certainly can't live in those frailties of the past. If we are to contribute to the advancement of today, we, we can't we can't continue to dwell in the past. We must move forward. And so when we redefine words like family, we redefine words like gender. What does that mean? I understand there's over a hundred different genders now. Really? <laughs> How is that possible? Are there really uh, over a hundred different genders? Or are, are there just over a hundred different opinions about how people can express themselves sexually in this country? I think it's the latter. I think there are over a hundred different opinions on how people want to uh, express themselves sexually in this country. And uh, it's, 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 like I said, you don't have to uh, agree with me on anything. 
But I do believe that those definitions and those desires to express ourselves in over a hundred different ways uh, as far as gender is concerned comes from our own human frailties, not from our own human necessities. Are you hearing me? You see, uh, it is necessary for all of us, male or female, to have opportunities that are available to us, just like everybody else has an opportunity to uh, express ourselves like everybody else, regardless of your white, black, red, yellow, whoever you are, male or female. And I'll stop right there as far as male or female is concerned, because uh, there is no redefinition of gender. That's the way it is. Oh, you can call it whatever you want. But there are certain hard truths to anatomy and let may I say chromosomes. And, and one of the hard truths of uh, uh, anatomy is that uh, except for as it has been called a quirk of nature and they, that does occur. There's no question about that. But it doesn't occur often enough to redefine what gender is as far as male or female is. There is a necessity to actually uh, deal with and discuss what has transpired when a quirk of nature does, in fact, occur. But those things do occur far and few between. But we are making this a bigger issue than nature itself has made it by wanting to uh, inject into our society our own human frailties to accommodate our own human uh, desires and weaknesses when it comes to sex and when it comes to gender. So we redefine what gender is when we know by seeing with our own lying eyes that there's male and there's female. Even if we look into the animal kingdom or, or whatever the kingdom we want to look at, uh, there's male, there's female. I don't know if any of you out there are amphibious or not, but that's a whole nother conversation that shouldn't enter, enter into the redefinition of gender. Are you hearing me? We've redefined marriage. Yes, we have. And it is such a confusing uh, redefinition that it will create confusion going into the future as to how our young people view marriage. Although I do applaud the millennials today because uh, many millennials are leading us back to marriage being cool. Not that there should be someone who has to lead us back or a generation who has to lead us back. But the generation that came along behind the baby boomers, my goodness, we were divorced crazy. And that's because we were living for the weekend, living for the moment, living for the way, uh, you know, your spouse may have uh, turned you on the way they looked or whatever, not realizing that relationships are much deeper than that. That's just the bottom line. Relationships go, uh, you know, they should go. And if yours is not going beyond or, or deeper than just the superficial and not into the soul of who that is you are hooking yourself up with, 
then it's easy to redefine what a marriage would mean. Huh? You can be a hedonist if you want to. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can be a hedonist just living for how things make you feel. But then how long does that last? Doesn't last long. And you know, from minute to minute, feelings can change. So you don't have to change the history book in order to uh, change a society. The only thing that's necessary is to redefine the words in the history book like nation. You know, if you're looking for a nation without borders, you don't have one. If you're, you're thinking about living in a nation that doesn't have any borders, guess what, friend? You don't have a nation. You're not living in a nation. In fact, I don't know what you call it. But I think that nations have been and are have been ordained by God just the same way as governments have been and were ordained by God. Now, now, when I come back after uh, uh, this break, we're going to continue to delve into this because let's just face it. Young people are not the only people who are confused about their role in moving forward with American history. I was at a, uh, a breakfast this morning and was absolutely, I'm telling you folks, I was disappointed, appalled at um, some of the things that, that came out of that meeting because these were people my age, some were older, some were younger than me, who all they could do and evidently, and this was my first meeting there. I've been asked to come uh, for a long time. Never went until today. And I got to tell you something. If, in fact, you have people sitting around in a room early in the morning who are uh, charging themselves with dealing with racial issues in a city, your city, and all they want to do is uh, re up on what happened in the past and talk about um, the Willie Lynch letter that uh, supposedly, and, and quite frankly, for over 20 years, the Willie Lynch letter has been proven to be uh, basically a hoax. It's a fake. Probably initiated in the 70s or the early, uh, late 60s during the Civil War rights struggle. But there are people who believe that the things contained, you can Google it and read the Willie Lynch uh, statement, uh, supposedly, as to how to control slaves. Now, I was exposed to this years ago as president of the NAACP, Garland, Texas. Uh, many people uh, use Willie Lynch as a Bible as to how white folks were controlling black folks in this country. We're going to deal with that when I return with more of the C.L. Bryant show and the hypocrisy that goes along with all of that. Don't go anywhere.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. C.L. back with you on this great day in the USA. And I'm so glad that uh, all of you come along with me across the Fruited Plains on a daily basis as we build a bridge to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Download free the C.L. Bryant Show app onto your iPhone or Android device. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Rev C.L. Bryant. Go to the website. Like our page there uh, on the website. Website, um, vclbryantshow.com, CL Bryant forward slash. They're on face, Facebook. Certainly do uh, thank you all for your participation. Go to freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org, and uh, find out how you can become a part of the largest grassroots organization in the nation that is Freedom Works. Now, friends, um, what makes what makes and leads Americans who are susceptible to being led? And, and, and let's, let's just face the facts. Americans are susceptible if they don't have a compass, a built-in compass. And that's put there uh, by the things that you embrace as value. Your compass is uh, either true north, is, is always true north toward those things that you value. You're guided by the things that you have come to value. What do I value most in life? I'll answer that for you. It is the freedom and liberty that I have been given through my creator. And also through the discipline, above all, through the discipline that I have through my discipleship, being a disciple of Jesus Christ. That's what works for me. And that's what has worked for me. And I'm telling you, folks, if you haven't tried it, uh, what what he's done for others, talking about Jesus, what he has done for others, he'll do for you. He can. And so that's where my that's what makes my compass, my per, my personal compass point in its true north uh, direction is is my core value beliefs. And the most important thing of that is the freedom that I have to be a man. And, and if you're a woman, to be a woman, to be a man, to be a woman, to be what I was created to be. But what leads my question uh, here as we venture into uh, uh, deeper into the show today, my question is with you. And if you don't get both hours of the show, be, be sure to download free the C.L. Bryan show app onto your, your, your favorite device. What leads us as Americans uh, to have a sense of entitlement? Huh? What leads us to that? Um, 
what leads us to the, the, the sense as citizens to believe that equal opportunity in this country translates to equal results? You know that's not true. You know that the results for one is is not going to be the same identical result for another. In fact, it could be drastically different. And and you should know that that does not have anything to do with skin color. It it just does not. Not in 2019, America. No. In fact, there is nothing that I can point to as a black American in this country that if I want to go out and do it, that the color of my skin will stop me from doing it. Are you hearing me? There is nothing that I would want to do in America today. Now, this may not have been true for my grandfather. I know it wasn't. This was not true for my father. I know it wasn't. But it's true for me. It's true for me. That if there's something I want to do in America as a man who happens to be black because we do speak in colors in this country, the color of my skin is not going to stop me from doing it. Nor when I walk into a bank, if you got any money in a bank, if you got money in a bank, young people hear me. If you got money in the bank, that banker does not care what color you are. Your name is Mr. to him. Are you hearing me? The opportunity is there to be whatever you want to be in this nation. What can hold you back from that? And what should cause you to think that somehow uh, the color of your skin or your gender is holding you back is the same tactics that were talked about in the so-called hoax of a letter by Willie Lynch. Over 20 years, we've known that this has been a hoax. It's not, it is not true. It's just not real. So the phraseology, the words, the terminology that's used uh, in this so-called letter by Willie Lynch, who uh, was, in fact, uh, someone who uh, was supposedly, uh, you know, instructing slave owners in America uh, how to control uh, slaves. And the main ingredient was to pit them against one another. Now, that uh, is definitely true. But it didn't come from someone trying to instruct slaves. That comes from uh, what human nature has taught us over the course of our time on this earth. It's been taught to us by understanding that the, 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 the legacy, the history of mankind has been a story of pain and suffering and man's inhumanity. To man that I don't care where you come from long before uh, black folks, European folks, Native Americans here on this continent, Hindus, Indians on the, on, on the continent of India, Chinese in China, Russians, Africans. I think I mentioned Africans. Let me mention them again. Long before they ever saw each other in any capacity 
Long before they saw each other, they were fighting each other and they were being inhumane to one another. Why? Because of human frailty. That's what the problem is. And uh, in my discipline, we call it sin. Okay. (laughs) That's what it's called. It's called sin. That's what scripture calls it. And long before any of us who may look different from one another ever had a beef with someone who looked differently than we did, we still had a beef with people who look like us. Don't get that twisted. Okay? Because that is the main part of our human frailty is that we like to try and emotionalize things that were never meant to be emotionalized. And one of those things was the color of skin. What you should become emotional about is when somebody is acting out of character as a human being. And that is not doing to that one the way you want them to do to you. Jesus had the answer for it. Do unto others as you have them do unto you, regardless of who the other is. Are you hearing me? Regardless of who the other is, do unto them the way you want them to do unto you. Is it true that there have been instances throughout human history where people have been enslaved? And no, the owner of the slave was not doing to that slave what they would want that slave to do to them. No, that's a human frailty. That is not a political platform. That that's a human frailty that political platforms should point out as human frailties. But we have people making a living off of exploiting the emotionalisms of that. And friends, I got to tell you, that has to change. At least the way we think about it. We're headed in that direction. But keep in mind that there are many who never want us to get out of that lane. They never want you to put on the blinker and change lanes. And when you put on the blinker to try and change lanes, you better believe they're going to try to box you in and cut you off. I witnessed that this morning. I witnessed a boxing in and cutting off of thought by those who don't want to see America differently than it is. So uh, along as we travel this road here today, understand this. And hey, folks, uh, be sure to tune in tomorrow and Friday. I'll be on the road, uh, but just the same. I want you to tune in tomorrow and I want you to tune in Friday because I'll be on the road. But we're going to reiterate some of these things for certain. So equal opportunity does not and has never translated into equal results. Never has. Equal freedom, which we as Americans do enjoy. We enjoy equal opportunity. We should enjoy equal freedoms. All American citizens should enjoy that. Uh, Jefferson, even though he owned slaves, when he penned the words that we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, he guaranteed that the day would come 
when I, as a free black man in this country, would be having this conversation as a free man, period, in this country. But my uh, equal freedom does not uh, equal capacity. I don't have the capacity of what I'm able to do is not the same as others. Some in some cases is greater, but in some cases is less capacity is always predicated upon what you have as a gift from your creator to contribute. Some have far wider and greater capacity than I'll ever have the same way that the person who owns a Greyhound bus has more capacity than someone who owns a Volkswagen. You can just carry more with you (laughs) if you have the Greyhound than if you have a Volkswagen. Many of us are driving around uh, a mid-sized car and uh, we want to have a full size. We want to have a bus, but we don't have one. And you curse the people that do. Is it possible that that's what we're seeing in this country? Is a cursing of people who wish uh, they had a bus to drive when they only have a midsize or maybe a compact? Huh? You can change that as far as uh, your capacity is concerned. But it always depends upon you and not people that you blame. Are you hearing me? We have we, we can we can get into the blame game as to why he has or she has something that I don't. And we can always get mad at people who have stuff that you don't have. But is it really their fault? Huh? Go out and get you one. That's the beauty of America. Dr. Carol Swain was on with me in the first hour, and uh, she was saying uh, to to American people, and she was speaking at this particular instance uh, to particularly black folks, that uh, you are more prosperous than any other uh, ethnic group in this nation uh, that there is in the world. Huh? Black folks, that's why people uh, of other ethnicities, that's why uh, the Hondurans and the Cubans, uh, you name them, the Nigerians, the Nigerians, uh, the, uh, you know, Jamaicans, whoever you want to call a name, Vietnamese, Russians, whoever it is, they want to come here. And, yeah, they do want to interfere with our elections because even those who want to stay in Russia, they'd like for us to become more like them. Yeah, they're nationalists. They like to be more like us, be more like them. And they figure the best way to to disrupt what we do is um, (laughs) to um, interfere. So. Capacity is something that is not guaranteed. Um, Equal opportunity? Yeah. Equal freedom? Yeah. Guaranteed. It's guaranteed that you'll have equal opportunity. You'll have equal freedom. But you will not have equal results. And you will not have equal capacity unless you increase your capacity through 
your own work. And don't give me this just because you are the uh, descendants of slaves or serfs or bond servants in this country that somehow you uh, can't do what's available to you. You can't take advantage of what's available to you today. And keep in mind that word availability. In my grandfather's day, what's available to me just is not, was not available to him. It just was not. I can guarantee you this. He would have taken advantage of it if he, if he could, if it was available to him. I, I imagine my grandfather would have made a lot of money on the Internet if it was available to him. Because pupwood trucking was available to him. And he took advantage of that. Logging was available to him. He took advantage of that because he had a natural gift for it. They call him the saw man. You've heard of the rifle man. My granddaddy was called the saw man. Uh, both both cross cut and uh, chainsaw, whatever kind of saw it was. He was brilliant with it. But social opportunities that I enjoy. It wasn't available to him. Wasn't available to my father. Both of them World War veterans. Daddy World War Two. Granddaddy World War One. Great granddaddy. Spanish American War. So don't come telling me that this is not my country, and that this has not been bought and paid for in blood. I know it has. I know it has been. You better believe it. And so. What leads then to a sense of entitlement in this country? I've named two of the things that leads to that, that leads citizens, American citizens, to believing that. One is thinking that equal opportunity translates to equal results. Never happened. Didn't happen in elementary school. Didn't happen in grade school. Did not happen in high school or college. Just doesn't happen. Everybody, if you had an equal opportunity to go to college, and you do, you still would not get equal results because the results depend on you. Equal freedom, we have that. You have it, especially now. Granddaddy may not have had it. My daddy may not have had it, but right now in 2019 America, you have it. Yes, you do. But the capacity to live free may not be available to you. But again, that depends on you. Equal rights does not translate into equal possessions. And that's where I want to pick up when we come back after this break, where you're listening to the C.L. Bryant show, the C.L. Bryant show. And I certainly want you to understand that we come here almost daily, almost daily, not on everyday live. I'm on, I'm on daily right here. You can find me right here. Daily, some days I travel, but I'm still here. And um, there's a bridge to conversation throughout our nation that we must have, and we must have it earnestly. And I know there's going to be fireworks. Uh, there's going to be people who disagree. There might be people who get angry. The fellow got kind of ticked at me today for saying the very things that I'm saying to you right now. Because he just didn't want to buy into the fact that we can break out of the shackles. I'll be back. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL bringing it to you live today uh, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. Blessed from sea to shining sea, by God it is because of our Judeo-Christian ethics that has brought about uh, the most exceptional nation the world has ever seen, America. I'm so, so grateful that God saw fit to determine the bounds of my habitation, and he saw fit, for whatever reason, to make sure that ancestors of mine got on slave ships and other ships to come to this nation where I now reside proudly as an American Christian. I certainly am. Now I was saying to you that there are reasons why um, some American citizens feel entitled to certain things. That's because they get it twisted. They get certain things twisted. They sometimes think that uh, equal opportunity translates into equal results. Not going to happen. They feel that equal freedom translates into equal capacity. That never happens unless the individual changes gears and uh, uh, strives toward larger capacity as a citizen. And so we were uh, I was sharing with you about equal rights. Equal rights does not translate to equal possessions. Uh, You do not have the right to stuff I've worked for. I can share it with you if I so choose, but you are not entitled to it just because you think you are does not make it so you don't have a right to my stuff, nor do I have a right to your stuff. I can ask you, Hey, how'd you get that? What, what was the formula? You may share the formula with me, but guess what? It's still up to me to execute the ingredients, use the ingredients, try the ingredients in the formula that you gave me in order to see if it works for me. And it may not. You can give people a formula. You can tell people the secret of your success. Mine happens to be almighty. God, I'm I'm telling you, you can try. You try Jesus for yourself. And I know that, you know, what he's done for others, he'll do for you. But still depends on you. As to the results that you get 
and the things that you began to possess because you have the right to try. You have equal rights. Unlike many who have lived and died in this country who didn't have equal rights, you American today, you have equal rights. But what you have come to expect is equal possessions. Which means that you see people who have things and you want them for your things. And if you can't get them, you're wanting to hire politicians to steal them for you. Are you hearing me? We've come into uh, thinking about this in the wrong way when we confuse equal protection under the law into equal status. That's that. That's never. That's not going to happen either. You have equal protection under the law, but your own actions determine your status. Yeah. Who are you under the law? You're an American citizen. That's the equal protection. But the status in life that you gain, that comes from personal responsibility of being a steward and the stewardship that is exercised over the rights that are protected. Are you seeing me? Are you feeling me? <laughs> yeah. You see, this is where we come to this example of, and many young people right now, I know, I know my, my, I have a grandson right now I've talked to about this. Oh, he's into the workforce now and he's doing well. And I'm grateful for that. Thank God for that. Um, but young people today, when they go on jobs and they get the job and they competed with others to get the job because, um, you know, have equal protection to compete, to get a job. So you get the job. And you're on the job a week, two weeks, and you see someone who may be your same age on that job, but they've been there, let's say, two years. And somehow in your mind, you may get the idea that you should have the same status on that job as the person who's been there two years. You've been there two weeks. Oh, I know sometimes it happens unfairly on jobs where there are people in, hey, Walmart, they're trying to track you right down into this right now where they're bringing in people now who are going to be making $15 an hour. and You've been there 10 years and you're just making 12. <laughs> huh? Huh? But they're bringing in people now. They're going to start them off at 15. It's something twisted and warped about that world because there's no merit there. You give them status sometimes above and beyond those who have built a company. There's something intrinsically uh, unfair about that, in my estimation. 
You may think differently about it. You may think somehow that is leveling the playing field. I'm telling you the truth. That is sending a poisonous message to the American workforce. And it's sending a message uh, that will eventually weaken the American workforce. Because if a person doesn't earn what they uh, get, they don't appreciate it. They only want more handouts. They want more given instead of more earned. And so merit goes out the door. And merit is one of those words that becomes redefined. Whereas merit used to be a very good word, still is. But it's being redefined for our young people. Are you hearing me? So you come on a job for two weeks and you think that you should have the same status as a person who's been there for 10 years. Wrong-headed thinking. But that is what's being promoted in our nation and across the world today. Equal education. Yeah, sure. Let's have equal education, equal opportunity to education. Absolutely. But you should never expect equal grades. Uh, am, I, am I saying something here? Equal education. Yeah. But if you're expecting to get equal grades, then you, you you're out of your mind and you've just weakened the entire job market. When you have people coming out of college that are expecting to achieve equally in the world today, that, my friends, is a unicorn dream. It's a fairy tale. Unfortunately, too many young people wake up and understand that all of that mess that they had been talked told by uh, progressive liberal professors in college, it was a fraud. Because in the real world, uh, people don't uh, give you success. Success still has to be earned. And if you're watching the NBA Finals, hey, ask Step Curry. Ask the Warriors. Ask the Raptors. Success continued, sustained success, earned, earned. As great a talent as Michael Jordan was, and in my mind, he will always be uh, the greatest basketball player that ever stepped on the court. The man could fly, but he earned it. And he wasn't always uh, Michael Jordan's superstar. No, he was Michael Jordan cut from the team at some points in his life. But he earned it. So equal education doesn't translate to equal grades. And thus we come down to the final points that I want to make here today with you. We are um, citizens Still asking the question that Lincoln asked on the get it in the field of Gettysburg. How long can a nation so conceived such as ours endure a nation dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal? How long can we endure when we don't understand what that means? 
to be created equal. My friends, um, I pray that God continues to bless and God continues to keep you. But I certainly hope that he gives us the grace and the forward thinking to understand that if we do not wake up, we will continue to sail on this shallow sea of color in this nation that should have gotten over this ages ago, but we haven't. And today I saw a demonstration, a display of wanting to keep the hope of racial division alive. <laughs> I could almost hear Jesse Jackson saying, keep hope alive. Yeah, I could almost hear him say it. Uh, I, I, unfortunately, I ran into uh, some ideals in a room of people who were wanting to keep the hope of racial division alive. It almost seemed like the purpose of the meeting. And I have a feeling that these types of meetings go on everywhere. But if we continue to sail on this sea of color, believe me, friends, we will come to a point where we will actually give away, not sell. We'll actually give away our American birthright to Marxist socialist agitators. The same type of agitators who moved among black people in particular and college students in particular in the 60s and 70s. If we continue to sail on this narrow, shallow sea of color. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to speak with you again, it is my heartfelt desire that God will bless and keep you all. Timely, credible, thoughtful discussion without the partisan outrage. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network.